Good evening, Bleacher Brawls family. This is your Sunday evening recording of the Monday morning show. I'm Doug. Today, I'm here with John, Steve, and Barnes, and we got a dual show of the ages for you. This one's going to be epic. Trust me. Um, I have a couple of segments in here. I'm going to go through the agenda in a second, but I have a couple of seconds that these guys don't even know. Um, I'm going to go through it first. Uh, we're going to do first pitch around the horn, cuddle, marry trash division breakdown, fantasy football matchups. Uh, NFL season is starting this week and then the walk-off. Um, but first I just want to let everyone know that you can find bleacher brawls everywhere. We're here on your podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. And we're on uh, bleacherbrawls.com and we're on Instagram. We're everywhere. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to need my fellow hosts tonight to help me sing happy birthday live on air to Patrick, whose birthday is today. That's why he's not here. That's why he's not on because it's I, his 58th birthday. I, I oh assume I assume that's why I knew I didn't say happy birthday to him all day because I was planning on doing this. So without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. To you. God, that was awful. It was awful. But... We just lost all our listeners. <laughs> Thanks, so, Pat. Those Pat, you, you can listen... feel free to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is when he's going to hear it. And so so this is when he's going to be like, ah, oh, they got me. He's like, Doug knew all day and didn't say anything. Yeah. All right. Um, so because Luke was the only one not here on our Wednesday, Thursday morning show, um nice luke has the first pitch what's up luke what's up is that well unlike everybody in the bleacher brawls family i listen to every show even the ones that i'm not on so and i heard something interesting that john said towards the end of last show uh some nonsense about how aaron judge is so good he's better than somebody who is a really good slugger and a really good pitcher and that he's the unquestionable mvp i did a video at the beginning of this year um saying i thought devers was going to rafael devers was going to be the mvp but that you know essentially you can't really be the mvp if shohei tani's in the league and having a decent year so i took what john said i'm assuming he watched that I took what John said as uh, coming right at me, coming up and in on me directly. And so I can read between the lines. I knew what he was doing there. So I just want to say, I'm asking who John thinks he is coming after me and challenging me to a brawl. Let me remind you who I am. I'm the person who just by talking about my baseball opinions has made everybody associated with bleacher, bleacher brawls wonder at one point or another you know i really might legitimately hate this guy 
Arguing <laughs> is my religion. Arguing is my law. My wife and I haven't spoken for four days. I don't even remember what we were fighting about this week. This is what I do. So I accept uh, John's challenge, uh, indirect challenge, but really a challenge to me. I will be there Thursday morning for uh, our, it'll be our third bleacher brawl against each other, the Judge versus Otani MVP de uh, debate. And I, I am just wondering where, John, where you are going to find a spatula big enough to scrape your carcass off the floor after I'm done with you. There's going to be tread marks down your back and the back of your head. And my only request is that you don't let my goddaughter listen to this massacre that's going to happen Thursday morning because I don't want to have to face her in 20 years when she confronts me about how I ruined her childhood at the tender age of three by showing her that her father wasn't the man that she thought he was until he challenged me to this brawl. Cece can watch it. She's old enough. She already knows her daddy ain't shit. But in other words, I accept. Uh, John, do you accept his acceptance of the challenge? As Junior Soprano once said, some people are so far behind in the race that they actually think they're leading. Yeah, I would love to have this brawl, Luke. I'm pretty sure I've won 92% of our brawls over our 20-year friendship. Uh, this one couldn't be easier. I could probably wing it, but I won't. I'll come in a little prepared. I am looking forward to this. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, don't miss this one. It's going to be a good one. All right. So surprise, Luke and John are at another brawl. Surprise. Nobody right. else has the balls. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have a show planned out for Wednesday yet? Uh, it's supposed to be the Red Sox show. So, no, we don't. <laughs> well, John, uh, because you're not normally on the Red Sox show, is it all right if you come on on Wednesday and we do the brawl then? Oh, yeah. I can move some things around. I will make this happen. It's not something I'm going to miss. I'll tell you that. All right. Um, he wow. will, though. He's not going to show up. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> we started out with happy birthday, and we uh, – <laughs> went right into luke yelling at john <laughs> wonderful um john i'll come back to you because i want to hear barnes's sweet voice how you doing man what's your what first up, pitch what up uh first pitch is right now i'm enjoying labor day weekend i actually just came back from the shore uh, long beach island if you're from the area nice. it was fantastic uh i will There's not nothing be like the jersey shore I won't be there on Wednesday to uh, for them to duke it out and hear it. And I'm looking forward to hearing it on Thursday morning because I know John is going to wax Luke's ass <laughs> because Judge is the man. Number 53, I called my shot last week. He's going to hit – he's going to break Maris's record before or on – September 24th, baby. Mark it on your calendar. Circle it. It's either going to be gloat day or shame day for me. But I'm ready for it, baby. That's nine home runs in 20 days. Right? No, eight home runs in 20. Yeah, nine home runs in 20 days. No, that's 10, ho 10 home runs. No, he's got 53 now. Yeah, he needs 63, right? Oh, no. He needs no, he needs 62. Oh, yeah. That's a tall All order. Right. 
and Judge is tall guy. enough to get it. He's humongous. <laughs> he's larger than life. And he's getting hot again. I guess we should save this for the Yankees segment, but he's getting hot again. He is. Um, Who else is hot on that team? <laughs> We'll save that for the Yankee segment too. For the record, <laughs> you used to think Ben Intendi. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so maybe we'll have to make sure Patrick hosts this one because I don't know if I could deal with Luke yelling for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, what's up? I know you, you, you guys have accepted your brawl, but what's up? Hey, man, I had a good weekend. Despite all the comments that were made about me being a horrible father, Luke and I actually hung out with our families yesterday. We cooked some pizzas in the wood-burning pizza oven, and we had a great time. And, you know, just in time to be able to yell at each other for Wednesday. But, yeah, it was a great weekend, good Labor Day, and looking forward to another day off tomorrow. And the Yankees won today, so I didn't feel horrible. There you go. Eh, did they, though? Did they? They did. All right. Uh, that for the end. I have a feeling we're going to hear some stuff moving forward. Um, folks, we're going to move on to Around the Horn. We will start off, I mean, we've already been alluding to it, so we might as well just cover it now. Um, are the Yankees in panic mode? Tell me about this weekend. Tell me about the last couple series, whatever you want. Uh, what's going on with the Yankees? John or Barnes? You got it first. All right, I'll start it off first. There's a lot of back and forth on the Zoom call, everybody (laughs) pointing who's going to go, who's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's getting to the point where I kept saying, like, don't worry about August, don't worry about August. September's a new month. I honestly thought just just mentally, you go into a new month, it's a new start. You know, like how every Monday is a new week. You know, I think every day is a new day. Like you can just mentally go like, all right, that August is over. It's September. Like, let's get going. And this team hasn't really shown that yet. So, yeah, I'm starting to panic. I don't think they're out of it by any means. I think that there's other teams in the American League. There's no no team in the American League looks that great right now. Houston certainly has their question marks. Tampa's playing really well right now, but um, they've had question marks throughout the year. Uh, so there's other teams aren't necessarily going to, guaranteed to run away with it nobody's like dominating in the american league so the yankees still have a chance am i panicking yes because other than aaron judge being hot like luke so nicely pointed out a minute ago because he cares about the yankees uh no one else on the team is hot right now ben intendi was starting to get hot and then apparently his benny biceps doesn't protect his wrist got a little banged up he's gonna need surgery i just checked the espn article it looks like it's an injury he's had before and he said he's actually healed in a few weeks from the surgery. Let's hope that's a, that's the best case scenario, though. Realistically, we might not see him again for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, that's the rest of the season. The rest of the season is only a few weeks. Yeah, know? exactly. Is he back in time for the playoffs and can he play? I mean, that's going to be the big question. Uh, I Obviously, we have to hope so because he's a guy you're looking to be like getting on base, being a contact hitter and setting the table for Aaron judge to hit some home runs. And uh, it's a devastating injury. So now we really need Stain. I don't think he's got a hit since he came back from his injury. It's time now for him to start like being the other guy to help Aaron judge carry this team. Yeah. Didn't they have Ben Intendi uh, batting before or sorry, after judge uh, the last game or so that, yeah, yeah, that was weird. They needed his big stick protecting, you know, 
the MVP. His pipes, right, Luke? <laughs> that was four years ago. <laughs> so the Rays take two of three from the Yankees, and it was not pretty. Uh, Barnes, what do you got for me? Well, I was wrong. John was wrong last week on the Yankees episode. I said that the Yankees were going to go two and one instead of one and two. Not a good sign. Hey, what are you going to do? The Rays are a good team, and what? it stinks because the I really thought the Yankees were going to start turning around against these guys. What did John say? The Yankees were going to get swept? The Yankees said that they were going to sweep the Rays. Wait, he said that the Yankees were going to sweep the Rays? Yeah, and oh. I said the Yankees were going to go two and one. Okay, and, I just I just forgot. <laughs> and we were both wrong. wrong. Varying <laughs> degrees of denial. Yeah, no, I'm embracing the fact that I was wrong. I'm embracing it, baby. Um, but here, here's where I'm at. I said it last month, and I'm going to say it again this month because I, I really do think we're, we're starting to wash away our sins right now. Yanks are going back home for seven games. They're playing the Twins, who are a good team. Don't hear what I'm not saying. The Twins are good. I actually think they'll make the playoffs. They're that kind of team. Yankees are still... 45 and 20 with home at the uh, at home. All right. The twins are starting to slide down a little bit. They just got their, they just lost a series to the white Sox, who are, you know, mediocre at best right now. They've been really underperforming. So the twins are a beatable team. They're a beatable team. You got four games against these guys. Then you're playing the Rays again at home. This is the week that they really got to get going, right? It's, it's crunch time. Like, Hey, we can't start dropping games. It, it's, gonna get you know it's been ugly it might get a little uglier but they gotta somehow and i said it uh last episode and two episodes before that the key word for the yankees is finish you're at the finish line cross it run through it get to the playoffs let's go i i think it's about to get a little uglier right now when i ask luke his opinion on on the yankees um but i just did want to comment real quick that barnes i feel like you're becoming a broken record man Yankees are going home. <laughs> We're going to get it. The Yankees are going home. They're, they're We're going to get it. Home. I, listen, I, feel I, like, <laughs> I feel like our last like couple podcasts, that's all I hear from you. <laughs> I got to believe. I, I'm Ignorance is bliss sometimes. I, I got I to shout out the haters. I got to give the Yankees fans something to look at in a positive light. Listen, if you want me to be Krampus, here you go. I'm eating your children. The Yankees, they're going to get swept in four. They're going oh to go to seven games. They're going to fall out of the playoff race. The The freaking Blue Jays are going to win the division. Oh, whoa, whoa. The Blue Jays are playing the Orioles this week. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Blue Jays are going to win the division. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, no, listen, Yankees, Judge is getting hot. He starts getting hot. We're going to start winning games. It's fine. He... All right, Luke. Barnes just became a Blue Jays fan. Now we have we have a Blue <laughs> Bleacher Brawls guy for four of the five American League East teams. That's um, right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to revisit the Yankees deadline moves, which were it was multiple moves, but they they got Frankie Montas. That was their big addition. And Andrew Benintendi and his singles um, and Jordan. And they gave up Jordan Montgomery. They gave up starting pitcher depth during a World Series push for an injured lockdown center fielder. First of all, why did they need a lockdown center fielder? Because why are because there's 
a whole bunch of Yankee fans on Twitter trying to convince me that Aaron Judge is a top-tier center fielder in Major League Baseball. Yet, they gave up a starting pitcher uh, to acquire a better center fielder who can't even play until I don't even know how far uh, away Bader is from playing. Anyway, since Jordan Montgomery left, he is, has become um, Tom Glavin. He is 5-0, 1.47 ERA, 0.927 whip, 5.33 case per walks in 36 uh, innings pitched. Uh, Frankie Montas, um, this doesn't include today's game. He started today, right? Um, so today was a good performance for him, but until then, 0-2, 7.01 ERA, 32 hits, 20 earned runs, 20 strikeouts, seven walks, four hit batsmen, 1.519 whip, 11.2 hits per nine innings, um, seven strikeouts per nine innings, and 2.86 uh, Ks uh, per walks in 25 and two-thirds innings pitched. So, yeah, clearly we didn't know Montas was going to suck, but uh, that's the what Yankee fans will say to that. But even if Montas did well, you still need starting pitcher depth for a World Series run. You didn't have five guys with, with length uh, who were definitely going to go through the season. Cortez had never gone through a full major league season. Look at him now. Taon had never gone through a full major league season successfully and look at him now and Severino is finally coming back but does anybody really think Severino is going to come back be the best Severino you know the top Severino and still be and not get hurt I mean so it's just look when the Yankees blow this division I mean they're still going to make the playoffs but Cashman's gonna go Cashman's gonna get fired if they don't win a series in the playoffs Cashman is gone. There cannot be any justification for keeping him after this because that was that. I mean, this deadline, it's not one deal, but, you know, with Benintendi being hurt, it's, it's essentially Mont Montas for Montgomery and one of them's doing great. And one of them's doing awful. And it's the wrong end for the Yankees. I didn't know we invited uh, Derek on the show to rattle off all those stats. Oh, wait, no, that's just loot. Sorry. Felt good. Uh, John, I, I feel like you need to, I, I can see the fire in your eyes and you need to get back at him. Go. Yeah. So I want to say next time that Doug is saying the Ben and Tenny trade was a horrible trade and Luke saying, Oh no, don't have a knee jerk reaction. You have to let the trade play out. You don't get to say that anymore. Luke, Doug is completely right. Based off your own words. This trade hasn't played out yet. Exactly. Doug, you're right. Cause it's complete hypocrisy over here. Look, the trade hasn't played out yet. Yeah, Montas has struggled to begin with. I didn't think he was should have been the guy that got anyway. You know, I wanted Castillo. It didn't happen. Montas, he pitched all right today. But Jordan Montgomery never pitched this well with the Yankees at all. His last two starts before the Yankees traded him was a four-inning game where he gave up like six runs and a game before that where he lasted two and a third and gave up however many runs. He hadn't been pitching well. He's never pitched well. He wasn't going to pitch in the playoffs. The fact of the matter, and they did have, they thought they had starting pitching because, you know, um, well, one, Domingo Herman was coming back. And two, there was actually, according to the, I've read this throughout the New York Post, whatever, I, I'm not the guy, I'm just citing where I read this. I don't have this inside information, but the belief is, or the, there's some kind of leaks coming out that the Yankees thought they were getting Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. I, I hope I'm getting the guy's name right. 
And when all these trades went down, the Marlins jacked up their price for Pablo Lopez, thinking that the Yankees would have to pay it. And so they thought they were getting more starting pitching anyway. And then so through some shady practices through you'd expect from the Marlins, it all fell through. Uh, that being so said, I see. So Steinbrenner didn't realize that, didn't get the memo that Jeter wasn't running the Marlins anymore and was just going to give them what they wanted for what they wanted. No, well, that, if you have a deal with somebody and then they see you making other moves, like, oh, let's jack up the price. I mean, I don't care if you're a Red Sox fan, Yankees fan, whatever. That's a dirty business practice. And lastly, we haven't seen Harrison Bader play. If he does play and he can be a lockdown center fielder, like then that still changes the trade. So the trade hasn't played out yet, like based off your own words. And lastly, yes, I think Judge is a very, very, very good lockdown center fielder. However, the Reds, wait, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Red Sox had Mookie Betts, who could have been a very, very good lockdown center fielder, and they still played Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field anyway. And then you had two very, very, very good outfielders covering two-thirds of the outfield. So, like, it's like that. Like, well, you can never have enough good fielders. But you can have enough starting pitchers? Well, you, well, they traded Montgomery with the thought that they were going to still be getting Pablo Lopez. Like, there was a lot of things. Like, a deal fell through. You can't say, like, and I do think Brian Cashman should be fired if the Yankees lose in the first round of the playoffs or even don't even win the division after this collapse. But you, you can't put that all and say, like, oh, well, they, he didn't understand the starting pitching because he thought he was getting another starting pitcher, and the Marlins just completely screwed the Yankees. So it's, okay, but it's that- not like it's – yeah, you need starting pitching depth. But trading Montgomery, who's never going to pitch in the playoffs, has never been that good with the Yankees. Like, and you still think you're getting two starting pitchers instead of just the one they got. Like, it wasn't like they didn't think they needed the starting pitching. Just a whole bunch of things went wrong, which caused them to not get the starting pitching that they thought they had. Well, clearly, you can't just say, oh, we had a handshake deal with the Marlins. We didn't. If you don't have the deal in writing, you don't have a deal. And look, I know Montgomery, he was a fifth starter, but what was the narrative on Montgomery all year? He pitched really good games, but got no run support. I heard that from you yourself. So he was pitching really well this year Uh, for the majority of the year. He just wasn't getting any help behind him. But he fell apart. Like as the season went on, he got away from that toxic Yankees clubhouse and got into a good environment with the Cardinals. And now he's finally reaching his full potential. Good for you, Jordan. Yeah. Well, guess what? Listen up, listen up. Frankie Montas, <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass. Your Ooh. month of August wasn't good. And I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to try and sugarcoat that. And Montgomery's August was stellar. But Frankie Montas also played the Cardinals, who were 22 and 7 in August. And they, and they, uh, he also faced the Mets, who were 19 and 11 in August, where Montgomery played the Yankees. And at the time, you're like, oh, well, they're the Yankees. Oh, but their last 10 before that start, they were four and six. Oh, well, they played the Brewers, who are also making a playoff run. Guess what? When he faced the Brewers, they were four and six, like they're over there at 10 game span before that start. And then he got hammered by the Braves, who are a legitimate team. So, like, listen, the trade hasn't played all the way out. You can say, like, oh, don't hey, listen if you're listening don't fall into luke's trap oh the freaking Montefi. yeah we didn't want him we wanted castillo and then we're like oh crap i guess we'll have to just get a guy can you not but, make fun of my speech impediment please that's oh, sorry 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 <laughs> we're gonna have to get frankie montas who's literally just a guy i'm like he's just a guy who can throw who can throw it a little harder than me and that's why he's in the majors um montgomery listen man he played the like he played junky teams in the month of August. 
Not to say that he didn't pitch good. He won the games that he needed to win. The Yankees were bad. The Yankees were atrocious. They, it was a dumpster fire. And then they had to play good teams on top of it. So, Montas, you're getting a pass for now. For now. So, right. Luke, if you oh. think Jordan Montgomery is so good. impression of me. <laughs> so, Jordan Montgomery is so good. It would help the Yankees so much. If the Yankees had Jordan Montgomery, they win, what, like five extra games in August, according? Is that what you think would happen? Because I don't think it, the Yankees season, like August, plays out any different whether or not they have Montgomery. They weren't getting hits one way or another. Like, my God, Jordan Montgomery's not changing that. Well, if the lead was still 16 games, then no, it wouldn't be a big deal. Considering it's five games now, if he could have won two games that Montgomery, that Montas didn't win, boy, that changes things considerably. The prosecution rests. (laughs) Wow. Just fireworks in this show. Everyone's hot. Uh, I hope you guys love it. Uh, Driving on your way to work. Uh, who's right here? Let us know who's right. Um, we're going to move into our next around the horn to the Red Sox. We have yet another, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Luke's going to blow his head off talking about it because it happens every single summer where Xander Bogarts just goes a wall. Um, so we're going to get Luke's thoughts on that. And, uh, I I need to pose a question to, to everyone here. Do the stocks, do the socks still have a chance? Don't look at the standings because if you look at the standings, they've won five games in a row. Can, can a, can a late, you know, last 30 day surge, uh, help? Can it, can it do anything? Can, can it get them into postseason talk again? Nope. No? Uh, There's still eight games out of the third wild card, so nope. Um, and, you know, when I've been talking about Bogarts, you know, for the last few months, I've, I'm just getting sick of leading with, look, I love Bogarts. He's one of my favorite Red Sox. Like, enough with that shit already. And it's not just this year. Nine straight years, this guy disappears in June, July, and August. Uh, He's been invisible for most of this summer uh, while the Sox flailed about with injuries and got, got half the lineup is unplayable pretty much. So you got Cordero, you know, bad Cordero as opposed to good Cordero. You got Dahlbeck, you got Jackie Bradley Jr., Yolmer Sanchez in the lineup. And him and Martinez had done, done, did next to nothing for a good three months. He's from Aruba. There's no reason he should be breaking down playing half of his games in Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts in the summertime. He's... I'm sick of saying this. He's a great player and I do hope that he stays, but the September surge towards the batting titles should not overshadow his struggles when they really needed him. It's one thing if it's last year. Well, no, because last year in August, they needed him because they were struggling most of the second half and he did the same thing. Um, I got to go Derek on y'all asses again. Uh, in his career, he hits 312 in April and in May. In June, he hits 290. In 
July, he hits 278. In August, he hits 266. And then in September, he goes up to 300. None of those are awful, but it's a pattern of sucking in the dog days of summer. And that, yeah, September is when it really amps up. If you're in the race, maybe they'd be in the race if he could have won them a few extra games by really leading this team and being that offensive force they needed in the middle of the lineup. It's not just him. It was JD as well. But I'm just so sick of this happening every summer. Give him, offer him six years, $150 million total. That's $25 million a year and not a penny more. Boris will spit in your face and maybe teabag you for even having the audacity to offer that. Uh, he's going to want eight years and $240 million, And some dumbass team like the Rangers is going to give it to him. Well, not the Rangers because they just paid out the ass for Seager. But he's gone. And it's going to suck because he's a great player. And he's going to end up winning the batting title. And that's going to be the narrative on him that Boris is going to flaunt. Hey, he's a batting champion. Well, where the F was he for three months while the Red Sox were – trying to cling to respectability and now they're eight games out and oh he's he's leading the league in hitting well that's great for you xander congratulations on your windfall so i'm gonna come out with a bold statement here you know what i'll save it for later i'll 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 let that go oh that's what you call a tease ladies and gentlemen i love it because as we were talking uh, I, I thought of another little thing to add to some of our, our next segment. Uh, but uh, Barnes or John, any, uh, anything to say off of, you know, the either Sox surge or Bogarts? Um, I mean, I like the numbers that, that Luke just said about, you know, Bogarts month-to-month hitting. Uh, is there any weight to that or is that just a statistic? Of course there's weight to it. There's Listen, if you – these pencil pushers that are like, oh, well, we have all these numbers and it justifies me having a job. I'm sure at everyone's place of work, you're like, there's this person who just makes up these things and uh, the upper management's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's very valid. There's always something, there's always a, like a story behind the numbers. I don't think that Xander specifically is going to be carrying this team. I don't, I, I think he can contribute. He better be contributing. You know, he's supposed to be this superstar or something or something because he's done nothing this year. And Doug, we've talked about this mm. before about like when it, especially when it came down to like, hey, is like when Xander decided to make this a quote contract year, you know, he's kind of doing it wrong. He's not producing anything. Yeah. So like, can he contribute? Yeah. Something is literally better than nothing, which he is contributing currently. So I don't think Xander is going to be the reason that they push through. I think it's going to be these other guys. You know, obviously Devers has been stellar this year. I've, he's gotten a little like he's gotten a little missing right now. But, I, you know, I think these other guys in the lineups, you know, uh, Casas just got called up. You know, we might call, we might talk about that a little bit later, but I think he has a lot to offer. You know, I think that guys like Verdugo, you know, what say what you will about the guy, but I think he's a little spark plug, you know, you got, you got a bunch of other guys that can contribute on this Boston Red Sox team, but I don't think it's going to be Xander. Who's going to be the main, like, Oh, I helped us get us to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. If that's even stepping up in just a leadership captain, like let's go out and effing do it. Like, is that still contributing? 
He contributes because like, I think he has a nice steady presence. He's not a guy who's going to kill himself if he screws up. He's not a guy who's going to be like, I'm the shit. But you he's going to dodge he, the media. Walk off home run. He's good. Oh, God. That killed me that day. He, <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly what he did, but he blew the game and then he dodged the media. I don't give a shit if you're in a contract here. You do not do that. Oh. And Barnes, I remember that show. I wasn't on the next show and Barnes, um, Barnes uh, pretty much said exactly what I would have said. So appreciate that because I was here in spirit. John, any thoughts about Bogarts or the late surging Red Sox? I think it's going to show kind of something that Luke pointed out that uh, is a good point. Like some terrible team that never makes the playoffs is going to throw a bunch of money at him because all they're going to see is the batting title and they're not going to see what he's doing like throughout the whole season, you know, they're going to see the finish. They're not going to see the marathon in itself. And I think that's why there's so many bad teams in baseball and why I think so probably all four of us could be running, be a general manager for better general manager than some of these teams. Cause there's going to be someone that throws a bunch of money at him I mean, he's going to deserve it, but they're not going to, it's not going to make them a better team. If, if these struggles are really just every single year with him. And these, I mean, these teams it's, he's had, he had David Ortiz, then he had Mookie Betts, he had J.D. Martinez. Like, he has never been the alpha dog like uh, of a team. Can he be? I think so, and I think next year he will be. That whole eight-year contract for us is going to swindle for him. I think he will be. This year, though, it's in his head. The guy thinks too much. That's why I sucked at baseball, but I think he's thinking too much about his future, his contract, and stuff like that that's affecting his play. How he's going to end up with a batting title beats the shit out of me, but he will because it's September and September <laughs> is X time. <laughs> all right. Um, well said. So I think we're kind of all all in agreement on, on the Red Sox there. Um, we're moving on to our next segment of Cuddle, Mary Trash. And we're going to do this one a little differently because we've gone long in our first couple segments. So we'll do you'll give me your answers. And just like a one or two kind of sentence thing. So we could get on to our next one. Uh, all right. So the first cuddle, Mary trash uh, Yankee problems. Are they the bullpen, the starting pitching or the offense? Barnes. Uh, as far as I'm going to, I'm going to love, I'm going to marry the offensive problems. D- d- listen. That they literally can't get a hit sometimes. I'm like, dude, like, I think the Bleacher Brawls crew might be able to get a couple hits here. You know, I'm like, hey, like, what the, like, you're calling up these young guys. Not to say that that's anything wrong. We covered this on a previous episode where sometimes these young call ups can add a little spark, you know, like, hey, a professional is going to have to like get it going. So I'm going to marry the offensive struggles. I'm going to cuddle the relief pitching. The relief pitching has always been like the Yankees, like, oh, we got relief pitchers. We're going to kill you. If As soon as we can get to the sixth, seventh inning, we're going to kill you with relievers. And then the starting pitching, I, like, I'm going to trash it. Like, I feel like that's just been the bane of their existence for uh, the last couple of years. So, boom, that's where I stand. Offense, marry, uh, relievers, cuddle, trash the starters. Okay. John? Um, well, I agree. Marry the offense. The offense is the problem with this team right now. It was it, nobody else is hitting outside of Aaron Judge. 
And even when he slumped, things got really bad. It's the offense is the problem. If they're going to go make any noise, that someone else in that offense needs to wake up. Uh, I'm going to cuddle the starting pitching being a problem. Um, no one's really necessarily been dominant. Cole is not the dominant ace we kind of hoped he would be with that contract. Uh, and there's just been some struggles uh, throughout the starting pitching. And I'll trash the bullpen, though. Even though I agree with Barnes, like, there have been question marks. It's just what good is the bullpen if the Yankees are losing every game anyway? So, and they're always always playing behind because the offense can't hit. So, like, you, you need an offense just to be able to make the bullpen be worthwhile. Yeah, it's 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 very easy to say the offense. And it's like, why is it the offense if we have a guy that – has 53 home runs right now. It's like, oh, that's just so frustrating to have to come out and say. Uh, Luke, what do you think? Uh, I'm going – so I'm going with cuddling the offense. Uh, so clearly that's the big issue right now. They got one guy who can hit right now. They got a bunch of guys, a couple guys that should be hitting, but, you know, LeMahieu's got his toe. Stanton's you never know with Stanton injury could he still be hurting or just going through one of his sucky suck periods and um you know Rizzo congratulations to Anthony Rizzo I saw he just got an epidural so the baby is got to be coming any minute now um and I'm I'm actually going to marry the starting pitching for this because I'm talking about for the rest of the season and you know it's not just that they traded away Jordan Montgomery, but I don't think they have the depth. I don't think you can count on Severino and Herman being there long-term. Who knows what you're going to get from Cortez and Taylor moving forward. And Garrett Cole, he's got to do it in a real season. It's not a fake season like 2020 uh, in the playoffs and at the end of the season to show me that you, you can really do it. And the bullpens I'm, I'm going with trash. It's still a problem. That's the Yankees got a lot of problems, though. I mean, they don't. I don't think you can say they have a closer right now. Uh, and uh, injuries from tattoos and the Red Sox breaking uh, Clay Holmes. I mean, just you know, hate to see it. Uh, guys, Clay Holmes is back now. Yeah, is is he back to pitching how he was? He got a fake save today, actually. Okay. <laughs> it all counts the same. Listen, right. every every player is gonna go, oh, look how many saves I had. Look at my batting title. Xander. Yeah, I, I just haven't really been paying attention. Uh so I was just wondering if he was back to like first half clay or like the bad part. But all was right. this his first appearance since he his return today? No, or he's, he... she's somewhere in between. He's not bad okay. play, but he's not dominant right. play. He's right. so he's, he's still just kind of building back up. Um, okay, the next one sucks. Uh, oh, let me give mine. Uh, offense definitely the problem. So we're gonna marry that. Uh, starting pitching, we're gonna cuddle that. No, the pen. Oh, now I'm confusing myself. Trash the pen. Yeah, trash the pen because I know the trash could be. I know. <laughs> holy crap. I know the pen could be very good when they're good. So I don't think that's the ultimate problem. I think the middle problem is the starting pitching. So cuddle the starting pitching. Hopefully that made sense, guys. Um, all right. Uh, second one socks, call ups, Wong, Cassis, Zach Kelly. Who's going to do the most to help this team down the stretch or who's going to have the biggest impact? on this team 
Um, well, you gotta, I'm, I'm on the, the Casas hype train. I mean, how can you not be, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're looking for the, you're looking toward the future. You want to cling to something. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from what we can expect for the future, but Casas had really caught fire since returning from his ankle injuries. The top prospect in the system, very good defense and potentially a big slugging bat, um, in the major leagues, almost had a home run today in his uh, major league debut, long fly out. Uh, did get an infield single later for his first career hit. So I'm marrying Casas. Um, cuddle in Connor Wong, who was just kind of, he, he was part of the Mookie, Mookie Betts deal, and he wasn't really showing much in Worcester all that much until the past few weeks. He hit like nine home runs in 15 games or something like that, and then he hit a 440-foot bomb. Uh, was it last night or Friday night? I can't remember, but his first major league home run. Um, so I think he found his strokes, his stroke the last few weeks. Uh, so I'm marrying uh, Connor Wong and I got to trash Zach Kelly because he's a relief pitcher and relief pitchers in the major leagues are so freaking up and down. I mean, hopefully he'll have some good stretches and be able to carry that bullpen for a while, that's really all you can expect from any major league relief pitcher. You know, there's maybe like seven relief pitchers in the major leagues that you can look at and be like, yeah, they've never really had a long stretch where they sucked. So maybe I've been doing this one wrong. Isn't Mary the one that you really believe in is like the best answer or is Cuddle the best answer? Yeah. And I married Casas. Oh, I think he's the best one. I thought you said it. You said, I thought, I thought you said it backwards. Maybe you didn't. No. My bad. Um, I'm going backwards from you. I'm marrying Connor Wong because a him being an upgrade over Plawecki. I, I mean, I, I Plawecki is still on the roster. I guess they're carrying three catchers now, right? Um, but Plawecki should not play a day while Connor Wong is up, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think Reese McGuire should play. You know, I think if anyone's getting that fourth day, or third day, however they do it, uh, it should be uh, uh, Reese McGuire, not Plawecki catching. Unless is is Connor Wong playing second? I know they were trying to experiment. He can play second. He's going to be the catcher. It's going to be him and McGuire yeah. catching. Yeah. Whoever right. is the starting right. catcher and the backup depends on what they do in spring training. Exactly. So I think that's a better better upgrade than Cassis coming up. So I'm going to cut all Cassis because. Um, I don't know. And then same reasoning for your Zach Kelly, like a reliever is not going to really help the team as much as uh, Wonger Cassis can. And I'm, I know there's not a, there's not a fourth thing, but if there's a fourth thing to cuddle, marry trash, whatever, a super great thing, better than marrying Bobby Dahlbeck got sent down <laughs> yeah. to Worcester at long last Boston Red Sox fans everywhere. Rejoice. There are some people that are upset, but all those people are female because apparently he's a good looking guy. But screw him. He sucks. And I don't ever want to see him here again. Please trade him off to, to San Diego where he can hit 45 home runs a year there. I don't care. He's not on the Red Sox anymore. And that means yesterday was a very good day. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, you want to cuddle Mary Trash, the Red Sox recent call-ups? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I'm not a huge follower of Red Sox prospects by any means because, well, I have very dare to pay attention to. Uh, however, what I will say is because I am hashtag the hobby of cards, 
Uh, I did notice a spike in Tristan Casas value in baseball cards. So I'm going to marry Tristan Casas cards because I picked up a bunch a week ago. So go me. I'm investing. Uh, I'm going to cuddle Connor Wong because I think having you know, an advantage at the catcher position. If you have a catcher who can do that type of damage in your lineup would be huge. So selfishly for my own gain, Mary Casas, cuddle Wong, and then trash Kelly. Cause I've never even heard of the guy. So he must be <laughs> garbage. Um, I'll trash Tristan Casas. Uh, apparently oh. he had a long fly ball out today. That's, that's so impressive. Luke. Good job, man. I'm glad that meant so much to you. He, he's uh, no Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll cuddle Connor Wong because I have to cuddle somebody, and I'll marry uh, the reliever because if the best player out of all the three turns out to be a, like a middle reliever, that's a win in my book. So he gets the marry. Hey, there's your Yankee view perspective. That, um, that, that Wong home run made me think of Doug Mirabelli, who would like get four hits all year, but they'd all be. 450 foot home runs that go across Lansdowne Street. Hopefully, that's not what Wong is. Hopefully, he's contributing more on offense than that. Well said. All right. Um, cuddle Mary Trash. One more that I did not tell you guys about. There are one, two, three, four teams that are not division winners right now. And I'm talking just AL, American League. Um, the Rays, Toronto, Baltimore, and Seattle all would be winning the AL Central. How many teams at the end of the season are have a better record than the AL Central but do not win their division? So right now the number is four. So you, so you can either pick – I'll go three is the over-under. Right, so three being the over under. So three is a push. I'll take three. Three is a push. Yes. I'll take three then, because so I want the push. So, so you're I'm marrying. You're marrying the push. I'm gonna marry the push. I'm gonna uh, cuddle the the over, and I'm gonna trash the under because, like the, the teams that are ahead, I feel like they're playing great. They're playing with motivation to do something. Whereas the AL central teams are just like, I have to just be a smidgen better than the other. Yeah. I'll actually marry the over. Cause I mean, they're no guardians and twins are not catching the Mariners. They're not catching Tampa. They're not catching Toronto. And I, Hey Doug, your Orioles have been hot. I don't think they're catching them either. I'm going to over. I'll go with a push in the case that may, well, Toronto and Baltimore have to play each other a couple times left. So okay, so one of those teams is going to be winning a lot. So they'll get the uh, I'll cuddle the push and then I'll trash the under. I mean, at least it, it, there's whatever. <laughs> I don't need to explain myself on that yep. one. Gotcha, Luke. Yeah, I'll marry the over as well. I'll cuddle the push and I'll trash the under. Uh, under uh, AL Central blows. Most of the right. AL West blows too, actually. Yeah, after after Seattle, the first two teams. All right, um, moving into our division breakdown. Uh, this is where I will cut. I will marry the over, and why? Because I think the the Red Sox are only in the in the win. They're only one game behind Cleveland Indians. 
in the win column. They're only one game behind Cleveland in the win column. They are five in the loss column. So Cleveland, you know, has four less games played, I think. Uh, so Cleveland's going to have a lot of makeup games coming up. And the Red Sox might be a better team than the whole AL Central. But we already knew that the American League East was a freaking powerhouse. Uh, we just didn't think it was going to be this much of a powerhouse, right? Um, so what's going on in the AL East, guys? Ooh, I'm um, not muted, so I'll go. Oh, okay, you go, Barnes. I was just say, Doug, just give us the Orioles rundown. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what he's just here angling anyway. for here. <laughs> here it is. Here, here's what's happening in the AL East. The, the Yankees are starting to turn it around <laughs> because they're going home, baby. I'm the broken record. <laughs> EJ Cal- e, 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 another one, another one, another. <laughs> they're going home, and they're going to win at home because I have to believe it. Because I'm a masochist and I hate myself. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, listen. The Doug just mentioned it. The uh, AL East is a freaking powerhouse team. The Red Sox are who are in last place are one game under 500 and they're surging for it and they look freaking phenomenal. Uh, the Orioles, Doug's Orioles, uh, because you know he abandoned the Red Sox. He ran out on them when they were babies, and well, he's just not a good parent. Uh, the Orioles, they're playing great. They got, a, they called up a bunch of young guys. They're a young team. They're playing with a lot of fire. Uh, Toronto still in the middle of the pack. I, they're a team that's good. I just can't tell if they're going to be great yet. Like, does ever does anyone disagree with that? Does everyone agree that they're good, but not great? I still have them as a fourth place team. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they do a really good job of beating up the teams that they need to beat up, but sometimes they get a little shaky against the tough competitors, and you could say the same about the next two teams, which are the Yankees and the Rays, who are, you know, the, the Yankees are slipping out of contention. The, you know, they're at 80 and 54. Can they hang on? Who knows? Someone else? Um, well, Tampa just got a Tampa. They overtook the struggling Red Sox at the end of 2021, and they will overtake the cratering Yankees this year. Uh, this is a, an abomination of a collapse for the Yankees. Boone and Cashman are both gone after this year when they don't win the division. Uh, you can't justify keeping either of them around. This is exactly what I predicted back in May. I also predicted Severino getting hurt long-term, Stanton getting hurt long-term, uh, the team folding at the first sign of adversity, uh, and the starting pitching falling back to earth after starting out really hot. This was way back in early May. Check the archives for proof. Um, Toronto's young stars are not quite ready uh, for ALE supremacy yet. Uh, they need more depth in the lineup. They need more depth in the bullpen. And they need more health in the starting pitching. They got the starting pitchers. Everyone was scared of their starting five before, but, you know, they couldn't keep them all in order to do at this level uh baltimore is a great story and a, a small a, a glimpse of what the red sox fans red sox fans will get to enjoy in the next few years so that's i'm excited about the baltimore surge from that standpoint because the red sox are going to mimic and then overtake that um their surge and uh the red sox are finally bidding adieu to dave dombrowski's lazy uncreative bullshit moves that he phoned in from the 18th hole um 
after the eight, 2018 World Series. They are, get this, $141 million under the CBT for 2023. Get ready to watch the moves start flying this winter. Uh, John? Yeah, I think that's the only way the Red Sox are going to get better is just to start throwing around money and signing any overpriced free agent they can get. I think that's a great solution for them. I'm really pulling for that. Uh, Orioles, like we said, we can't say enough here. Great story. I would like to see them make the playoffs. Just I feel so bad for like Orioles fans, like the diehard longtime Orioles fans like Doug. They've had to just stick with this team for all the rough years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we've said it before. Doug was the first one. Again, Doug was the first one to call Toronto a fourth place team. I just think they're overrated. They're not there yet. Um, Tampa, you know, the McClanahan got hurt. I'm not sure how long that's going to be for. And uh, so I don't know what that makes them. Yankees, again, like no team in the AL is that good right now. So if they really do get healthy, they can kind of bounce back and we're going to find out what they're really made of over these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with pretty much what all of you said. Uh, the Orioles, now I'm going to go on, on mine. The Orioles have four games in three days, two tomorrow, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday uh, against the Blue Jays. And right now the Orioles are two and a half back from Toronto. So if I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but if it did, if the Orioles swept the Blue Jays, they would leapfrog them by Wednesday. Okay. Uh, side side question for you guys. So there was Doug's AL East breakdown, just <laughs> talking about the Orioles for two and a half minutes. <laughs> that, that was more like 25 seconds, but all right. Um, so question that I just saw. All right. So you have a doubleheader on Monday, Right. Say two, two teams have a doubleheader on Monday, a game on Tuesday, a game on Wednesday. Both of those teams have an off day on Thursday. Do you, would you rather play a doubleheader on Monday and have an off day on Thursday or just play single games for four days? Single games for four days, baby. Give me the single games for four days because, well, I like sitting down. And if I'm playing two games in a day, that's less sitting down time. Yeah, I, I want every games every single day because there's gonna be that one day without game, games. You're like, what do I do right now? I, I'm lost. <laughs> got to yeah. play with my kids. I got to play Candyland or some shit yeah. right now. Hell no. I, I just saw it and thought I'd ask the question. Uh, so let let us know, uh, uh, followers. What would you rather? Uh, I think I might know the overwhelming answer to that. Um, okay, I'm going to throw it over. Actually, nope. I got something first, Luke. You've you are on an inside the park home run. You have 30 seconds to get from home to home and tell me about Tristan Cassis and his impact to the Red Sox moving forward. Ready, set, go. The biggest impact is that Bobby Dahlbeck is off the goddamn team. And so you got a competent first baseman, a guy who Dahlbeck was a third baseman. Casas Casas has been a first baseman, you know, since he was in the Little League World Series. He plays really good defense. He's got a hell of a bat and he's going to be a steady presence in the the late middle part of that order. He's going to be batting sixth uh, next year, maybe seventh against lefties. And he is going, he's, he's going to hit well. He might not have the power stroke early on in his career, but he's going to make contact. 
He's going to get singles. He's going to drive the ball into the gap. And he is just going to be a steady defensive presence in there. He's got to learn to hit major league pitching. Sure. He didn't have the greatest year this year before his injury, but he started surging as of late and he's confident. He recently said he was asked how he, if he, if he wears his Olympic silver medal around, he was like, fuck no. Very, very well done. All right. I'm going to throw it over to Barnsey for, I had no idea that was coming. I know you didn't. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Barnes to talk about our fantasy football league. Welcome in everyone. Uh, my name is Barnes. You've heard me spout a bunch of crap. Uh, you know, you, Hey, the Yankees are going home and they're going to turn it around. Uh, but today, <laughs> for right now, we're talking about fantasy football. We're entering the NFL season. And I'm sure all of you guys have had your fantasy drafts, whether it be a home league, work league, or a super serious league. We did one here at bleacher brawls. And we're going into the first week, um, but I wanted to highlight a really big matchup just because I have two of the guys here on air in week one. We've got Doug playing John. I want to know how you guys are feeling. Doug, I'm going to kick it over to you first. How are you feeling about your fantasy football squad? Is there any way both of them can lose? I am feeling so good about my fantasy football squad that I have to send a message to Derek over the air here. And I have to decline your trade that you sent me. So sorry, Derek. Uh, I'm going to decline that trade. Uh, E Mitchell and C Edmonds. uh, I was giving up for his Nick Chubb and C Claypool. I'm not the greatest of first names. So. <laughs> um, other than that, my name basis it, from Primus. What? <laughs> Nothing. Go on. Thank you. Um, my name in the league is Orioles 2022 World Series champs. Woo! And we're gonna win. We're gonna win. Uh, Matthew Stafford to. Uh, Cooper Cup, Thursday night baseball. I'm going to have 100 points before John even gets a player on the field. Thursday night football, not baseball. Doug's just feeling it. He sometimes forgets we're on a baseball I, podcast talking about football. John, how are you feeling? <laughs> John, give me the skinny on uh, on your squad. How are you feeling going in? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I normally don't like drafting two players of the same team, but occasionally it does make sense, especially in this week one matchup where I have Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan going up against the Houston Texans. We're a terrible team. Matt Ryan is going to want to show that he can still play. And that'll be, it's a great to beat up on a terrible team in week one. So I'm expecting uh, quite a few points out of those two guys. Uh, I'm a big fan of the sun God himself, Amon Ross St. Brown. Really helped me win a league last year at the end of the season when he just blew up and a fan of his since USC. Really hoping for another big year with him again. Uh, And I got the Saints defense going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, you're probably thinking to yourself, who's their quarterback? It's Marcus Mariota. So I'm expecting a couple of interceptions in that game, fumble recovery too. Maybe even the defense scores a touchdown. Uh, All in all, I think I got a really good team. Oh, and lastly, DJ Moore as a wide receiver, I think with 
Carolina playing the Cleveland Browns in week one. Baker Mayfield is not a very good quarterback, but he does occasionally play well when he has a chip on his shoulder. Is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder in that game, and I'm hoping DJ Moore is a recipient of that chip and scores a couple touchdowns for me. I think Doug's team has some flaws, but I don't want to say him on air and oh. help him out. <laughs> All right. Well, well, guess what? Here it is. Now's your chance to say it on air. This is called the You're a Dummy. John, why is – I want you to pick one person in Doug's starting lineup and call him a dummy for starting that guy or drafting that guy in general. Um, right now, uh, Doug has Stafford, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans. He's also got DK Metcalf, Elijah Mitchell. I'll go with the DK Metcalf because who's the Seattle quarterback this year? It's going to be either Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Both were awful quarterbacks. Uh, I fully expect Metcalf's numbers to plummet without Russ Wilson. And now, Doug, now's your chance to fire back before we close it out, the fantasy segment. Uh, Why is John a dummy? Let me know. Maybe I'll just put Chase Edmonds in uh, uh, in that flex spot that I have DK Metcalf in now. Uh, you're a dummy, John, because uh, I don't remember when you took Zach Ertz, but I, I, I'm pretty sure you, you took him pretty early. And uh, I took my guy probably a lot later. And my guy from the Cowboys projected to get more points than you. So guess what, John? You're a dummy. <laughs> and I'm projected you're... to win anyway by 10 points. You're uh, a dummy. <laughs> you're a dummy. Brought to you by the Bleacher Brawls podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Pod, Spotify. Feel free to join in next week when we discuss the showdown and we'll find out who was the dumber fantasy owner. Doug, back to you for fantasy baseball. Woo! All right, guys. That's going to pretty much end our show. Our last segment is the walk-off. So give me your walk-off. What is your walk-off, John? What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for a walk-off home run or do you want to be known for a walk-off Salamora? Uh, It's going to be a walk-off home run when I smack the crap out of Luke on Wednesday's brawl. I can't believe he's going to be arguing that Aaron Judge shouldn't be the MVP of the season. But, hey, I mean – if that's what you want to do, that's what you got to do. But it's going to be a nice, easy cakewalk for me. Luke, what's your walk-off, man? I'll save the response to that for the brawl. Thank you. Uh, my walk-off for today is that I alluded to it a couple times earlier in the show. Uh, the Yankees got swept in St. Petersburg. Why? Because, all right, picture this. Two to one, bottom of the ninth inning. Runners on second and third. Two outs. Clay, Three and two count. Clay Holmes throws to Yandy Diaz. The ball is about mid-shin high. What? Ring him up for strike three? How can Yankee fans take any pride in winning one game against the Rays when they have been bitching and moaning all season long about any pitch going a sea hair under Aaron Judge's knee getting called a strike? Aaron Boone's been thrown out of 75 games this year, arguing that, and the Yankees get to pretend like they won an actual game. No, they walked Yandy Diaz, and the next guy got a walk-off single. Everybody knows that's what would have really happened. Fake win. Rays are actually three games back. What a walk-off. Barnes? Here we go. I'm shooting for the stars here, baby. Uh, This is what I want to be known for. 
Yankees homestand at seven games at the time of this recording <laughs> next week, they will over this homestand, they will go five and two. Wow. All right. Who are they, they got, playing real quick? They got four games with the twins, three games with the Rays in Yankee stadium in the Bronx. They're home, baby. They're going five and two. One and six. And Sonny Gray is going to be pitching in that series, too, in Yankee Stadium. So, hopefully he pitches like he's pitched in Yankee Stadium in the past. He's going to throw a no-hitter. All right, guys. That is our show. In my opinion, that show was a walk-off inside the park grand slam because that is the most exciting play in baseball. Um, I loved it. I thought this was a great show. Uh, I'm going to close out by saying – we have bleacher brawls everywhere. We have, we're on Twitter. We're here on your podcast. Duh, you've heard of us before. Um, we're on we're on uh, Instagram. We're on bleacherbrawls.com. You get uh, the new calendar we put out every month. We told you about it on Wednesday, but it's Wrigley Field. If you haven't scooped it up yet, go for it. Alvaro does a bang up job making them. Um, we are on YouTube. Derek, our YouTube consigliere, is very good at what he does on YouTube, and he puts out a lot of good information. So without further ado, I'm Doug. I was here today with John, Steve, and Luke, and that's all we got. Who the hell is Steve? Steve. <laughs>